Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms who've been real-life best friends for more than two decades. We're trying to create gracious homes that are welcoming, but also functional, all while dealing with real-life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us, and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, we're talking about good taste. What is it? Who has it? And honestly, is it even something we can define? We'll talk about everyone from Dolly Parton to Iris Apple to the legend of the woman who once tied a scarf around her handbag. Plus, why pantyhose is causing us quite the controversy, the gap jacket that's taken the world by storm, and our latest million-dollar business idea, subscription underwear. It's going to be big. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome everyone to the good taste episode of the Welcome Home podcast. Yet another episode we are wildly unqualified to deliver. Um, Okay, wait, Graham, I know that we pride ourselves on being um, evergreen, if you will. But Mm -hmm. that said, I have a lot of things I need to talk about. Like December 1st starts tomorrow. The advent calendars are rearing to go. (gasps) I feel like we need like a minute of post-party wrap-up on Thanksgiving and then a little bit of like, where are you now, Christmas? Okay, yes. And you who, you just reminded me, I don't have an advent calendar. Trader What? I know. And we're big into that. I I forgot to get one. Um, Okay, adding it to the file effects right now. Yeah, Trader Joe's is sold out. I went the other day. This is so upsetting. I wish you lived closer because, okay, I can speak freely. My mom does not listen to the show, but every year she, she sends my kids advent calendars Mm -hmm. and it's like, mom, I don't need you to do that. So she spends $10 to mail me a dollar calendar, whatever, mom. So it's very sweet how they do that. It is. No, it's, it's inefficient. It's kind, but it's dumb. Anyhow. And plus like, anyway, anyway, whatever I have. It's like the people, how many people do you think are out there still purchasing gifts, wrapping them up at home and then sending them at the post office. I think sweet, it's actually a decent, a decent number of people. Emmy Lou is still doing it in her nineties. So no, but I think her. people our age are still doing it. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like an opinion poll. I really do think there are many people who are actually like they're actually wrapping gifts and going to the post office and mailing like a shoe box that's wrapped up with a gift in it. Okay, so this is tricky because I do, I you know, I'm on this big shopping local kick now that I live in a small town and there are so many cute stores here and I do love mm-hmm. to do that. But I'm just kind of trying to like also manage. I don't want to burn myself out. So I buy all my local gifts here. And then I also bought stocking stuffers because I'm not going to be with my husband's family this Thanksgiving or this Christmas. I'm going to be with my family. So I bought stocking stuffers. I packed them in my suitcase and I brought them to Thanksgiving. So oh my gosh, you are so ahead of it. Wait, so you're not going to be home. You're going to be away for Christmas Day. I'm going to be away for Christmas Day, but I'm going to be with my family. See, I'm in the same boat. That's crazy, actually. Yeah. And I've never had that happen. That has not happened once in the history of me having children. Have I not been in my house? <gasps> okay. This is okay. First, let's do Thanksgiving because I want to talk about that. Okay. Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? And it's got to be fast. This is an episode on I know, taste. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but I really want to talk about my Thanksgiving. Is that okay? okay? My Thanksgiving was excellent. It was normal. It was, well, excellent, meaning no one cried and <laughs> it was moderately fun across the board. And it was, and we ate the meal. So there, that was Thanksgiving. Did you have, what pie did you choose? Oh, we actually had 
cheesecake wars, um, which is so weird. <laughs> we did not have a single pie. Um, my dad makes a wonderful cheesecake that I grew up with. Okay. So we had that. It was like my grandma's recipe and he made it. But then my sweet sister-in-law, her mother actually came to our Thanksgiving and they are legit Italian. They have the real deal connections. And allegedly they have this woman who makes cheesecakes by invitation only. And she's, mm. it's one of their aunts. And so we had that cheesecake and it was a little bit awkward because it was an excellent cheesecake, but I was felt badly. Than, was it better than your dad's? Your dad doesn't listen, so speak for I me. mean, it, it was just pro. You know, it was a complete pro cheesecake. Was like, it made uh, with love the way that Big Dave's is? Yes, it was sprinkled with love. I mean, it was a different taste. My dad puts lemon in his, but um, oh. but it was pretty good. Okay, you had a more interesting Thanksgiving, but there you go. There was no pie. No pie. I love it. There was a war, though. A there were two battle. giant cheesecakes. <laughs> Fascinating. Yes. Okay. I'm so sorry, but can I talk about my Thanksgiving? Because it was yeah, really you... interesting. And I feel like here's the thing I'm amazed at how many people actually do the things we suggest or recommend like it's it's pretty darn shocking to me still i got a call from or i got a text from the sweet sophistications is overrated um ladies and what? they said they just bought the deadly stevens fleece because oh um because we recommend it so people do recommend it so i hesitate to talk about my thanksgiving for fear of sounding um self-congratulatory Right? If yeah, you but will. you actually did something lovely. Well, well, here, I, well I mean, here's the deal. Enough people on iTunes think I'm a total jerk that it's okay to at least be like, I'm not the world's worst. I'm just like moderately bad. Anyway, <laughs> so we did, we built a house over Thanksgiving. And I have to tell you guys, because because as I said before, people in actually- In Tijuana. In Tijuana. As people, um, as I just said a second ago, people actually like take us up on some of our recommendations. For anyone who has ever thought, hmm, my kids are spoiled brats, or hmm, hmm I just want to give back, or hmm, I want to do something a little bit different, or a community service project, I cannot recommend this enough. This was such, I, 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 I will go out and I'll let me say, this was, this was the best Thanksgiving I have ever had. It was oh so wonderful. So I just want to give a little plug. I'm for sure there Tijuana. Are many, for Tijuana. Highly recommended. Actually, but okay, well, here's the thing. It's called Homes of Hope. Um, it's through YWAM, which is, it's a Christian organization, but they're very like chill on the Christianity because they're just more into like doing good, you know, because they really want it. Mm -hmm. They like purposely made it. I mean, it's obviously, right. it's, it's, it's a missionary, it's a ministry. That said, they really wanted it just to be for anyone who wanted to build homes. So it's not like you're going to, I mean, so we pray for the go. buildings. Yeah, we pray for the family, but it's very low key. It's not over the top um right. if that's not your thing but it but just the doing good and the service part of it that part of christianity so it was really wonderful um but it's youth with a mission homes for hope i'm sure there's many great organizations like this out there but this is the one that i experienced and i experienced the tijuana one and i mean you guys can email me or reach out to me on instagram if anyone has any interest in doing this because i i just loved it it was so wonderful the you facilities did. were insane. First of all, the facilities were shockingly good because I was prepared for like, you know, this you being like, like service. And uh, the place we stayed was beautiful. The food was amazing. The people we met who worked there were, I mean, just over the top awesome. Like just no, the nicest, lovely. coolest people. We had so much fun. 
It's like the first and, Thanksgiving and I feel like I earned my, I mean, this was way better than turkey truck. Kids, children were shockingly helpful. They were because we built for a family that had a 14-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 7-year-old. So those are like the ages of my kids. So they were playing with my kids. Are those people working along with you? Are the yep, future yep, they homeowners work along, They working? work along with you, which is awesome. And then the second okay. day, um, two or three people in our group took them to Walmart to buy like stuff for their new house. That is so um, neat. And so like, yeah, so like my little niece who's 12 went shopping with the 14-year-old girl and they went and picked out stuff. And I mean, I, yeah, it was really good. And my kids, I mean, obviously they were not handling like saws and stuff and you do have a team there to help you. But my kids got to do a ton of painting. They were super That's helpful wonderful. with the painting. And then just like, you know, there's just that annoying stuff when you're doing that kind of thing, like carrying right. bricks back and forth. They're not bricks, pieces of wood and carrying, you know, stuff back back and forth. And they were, you know, really helpful with that. And they wanted to be helpful. Um, I've always seen that as a lack in your, you know, I, you know, I could say this because you're my very best friend. I always thought you would like more service oriented things. And it seems that you do. Oh, we I think, love it. I, it's think always, I feel proves- like it's always hard to find. You know what I mean? It's always like, Right. Really good things to do and how to get plugged in. Well, and w- without sounding overly snobby at the same time, you're that you really also said that you were staying in. a the, So this organization obviously had you staying in a place, you know, that was very comfortable for a family. So it sounds like in the evenings you had a nice place to retreat to after you know, working outside all day and doing that. Yeah. If anyone actually has genuine interest in this, there they have plenty of information on their website as far as like there's different levels of housing accommodations. There's like a dorm. We were like one step up from a dorm. Um, I would say it was like the facilities themselves, like where we ate, were gorgeous. Just really fun. It had a very like Mexican kind of southwestern flair to it. So it was really charming. But then it also had um but I mean our rooms were like a super nice like Hampton Inn. Like it was perfectly comfortable. Um, you know, it was it was just lovely. It was I was okay. very comfortable. So I, I had love a wonderful it. time. Just so wanted to get a plug for that because we really genuinely had so much fun. So much Okay, fun. so this brings me into today's episode. So I I was doing I'm always noodling or reading articles or things like that. And I came across an article in Town and Country and I thought it was fascinating. And then the moment I started doing a little bit of research on it, I um, realized that there's been a lot of people talking about the concept of good taste and having good taste. So I guess my first question to you, Kirsten, as someone who I clearly think you have excellent taste. So I'm sitting here being like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I want to do this. You've told me about this trip and it sounds wonderful. It sounds like something that I could involve all different levels of my family. And I consider you to be someone who has good taste. But what does it mean to you when you're describing someone who has good taste? First of all, I'm 42, and I have mm-hmm. come to the conclusion I don't have that great of taste in some things. I'm not a very oh. good dresser. I've, I'm the only. I will be okay. This again. I love it that no one I love listens to the show, so I can just speak freely about yes. all of them. My, Which why don't they? I love? I love that perfect strangers will take our advice on things, but those nearest and dearest are like, yeah, we don't have time for that. Yeah, um, we're, anyway, we're into that. my husband is finally like had a confrontation with me on like when I tell you to buy something you should buy it because it always ends up being your favorite the things you're like I don't like it I like Zeeman he's like you always love them and he's totally right like my whole closet is an example of things he convinced me to just suck it up and wear and he was right so he's, I, he does so her husband has good fashion he taste. has good fashion That's... taste he's got way better style than me um so he is now 
but he like has it's not like he loves to shop though that's the thing he doesn't enjoy this that he has to go and take his wife shopping it's not like oh yay shopping he's like ugh, fine just get that and that like go find some friends who can help you but um but yeah i don't think i have good taste Okay, so let me discuss how um, I think you do have good taste, how town and country in this article describes it, right? It's something that most people have strong ideas about, okay? Nobody can define it, and virtually mm. everyone seems to want good taste, okay? We have strong ideas because our taste, as evidence in our clothes, homes, and manners, are powerful projections of our identities, whether real or aspirational. Well, but, here's the thing. Do you ever go in? Do you ever go to open houses just for fun? I mean, I just bought a house like a year ago, so I. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's our favorite to be a looky loo. That's what we're you call. That's it, what we call them looky loos. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're you go. I mean, this is going to sound terrible, but like people have horrible tastes. You know, you no. go to houses. And you're like, well, okay, but that's the concept. Like, what could I'm we is make this house work? Well, maybe if we got rid of all of their horrible stuff. P.S. There are many rooms in my house that, look, that I would have the exact same response to. Right. Okay. The well, with the, all the photos so wrapped in bubble wrap because it's, you know, it has only been a year and no rugs. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, but here's what's cool though, right? So I'm reading this and then I started doing some um, some background on the history of it. And there it really goes back quite some time. So the Plato a while ago um, came up with this theory of forms. Have you ever heard about this? Oh, no. it's this notion. No, yeah, like the concept of taste is a very old standing idea, right? So Plato came up with something called the theory of forms. And it's this idea that there's an ideal essence of everything. So there's mm. an ideal essence to something that's material and also something that's abstract. Okay. So for example, there's the ideal characteristic of a virtuous person. Okay. So you can, you can be perfectly virtuous, right? But there's also the idea that you can be perfect, perfect in something that's material. Like there could be the perfect chair, like the perfect, there is, there is almost an archetype of what is perfect. Okay. Isn't that an interesting Like, like those gray pants that I have. Yes, like your producer pants that we the call them. Kirsten has guys, a pair of pants. I bought a pair of pants. I think I got them at Lowman's. They were theory. I bought them in mm -hmm. 1999, 2000. Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. they're but they're amazing. perfect. Still wearing and them. They're, 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 they're the traveling pants. We've discussed them on past shows, but they're the perfect. But they're, they're but also that's the other thing as far as a good taste goes. They're the perfect pants to us. By the right? way, I mean. Well, by the way, let's just be honest here. They used to be a lot looser. I'm just going to say that because I am still wearing pants 20 years later. They don't fit quite the same. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> I think gonna lie. I think the fabric has just gotten shrunk in the... Uh... Uh, no, not shrunk in ground. It's gotten stretched. <laughs> okay. But so here's one of the other cool things. This is I really found all of this. Once I started doing research, it no, was it's interesting. fascinating. Well, so, I also feel like we learned last week that there's no such thing as a synonym. That said, it is in think about flip it around and say poor taste like mm -hmm. that's in poor taste so like i also feel like there's an element to taste where it's closely associated with behavior or like style 
Right. Well, it's style so... and the behavior, but manners, like they're all sort of in the same bucket, if you will. Right. But so then this guy in this article, he said that good taste is also really, really paradoxical because if you were trying to define someone who had good taste, it basically is someone who pretty much is expending a pretty tremendous amount of energy and attention on mm. making sure that they have some sort of like exterior look that draws attention to, to them. But it's also something that we can't see or you don't even want to be seen. Okay, right? two quick thoughts on that. One is I was just in poor taste to point out that when you go to open houses, you realized how bad everyone else's taste is. And I felt the need to then jump in and say, look, I have bad taste too. Look how crummy my house would be if you went to it in an open house. So I think that is true to point it out. And then secondly, you know how like in every country song, it's like, she doesn't know she's beautiful. She just rolled out of bed and she's so beautiful. Yeah, she's so <laughs> like, gorgeous. And, and it's these, these beautiful women who just like have it all together, but like, they don't know, they don't try. Right, like I feel right, like but that's, that's the thing. The they are trying. That's the thing. They're totally that... trying. It's like it's right. like the whole idea of like guys are like don't don't wear a lot of makeup, and then you don't wear makeup. They're like, oh, good God, put on some makeup, you know. Right. So like I think everyone wants to look like it's just I just have effortless style. I'm just effortlessly chic, and like it's a little bit nonsense. Well, that's the whole thing about it. And so they gave an they gave this really interesting. Um, you know, example in one of the articles that I read that basically said this, you know, famous past socialite, she basically, um, what was it? I think it was like, she was carrying a handbag and I think she was also wearing a scarf, but it got windy or something. And so the scarf got messed up. And so she just like effortlessly tied the scarf on the handle of the handbag, you know, and then that became this huge trend that everyone started doing, like took an Hermes scarf and just tied it randomly just because she needed to, but just something about the way she carried herself and how kind of just she exuded effortless style. So th there's something about being in good taste that has to look effortless and yet it's very detailed at the same time. Okay. Okay. Which is where it's Fine. a crazy conundrum. It's a crazy conundrum. And it's also a little bit of a lie because she still had the Hermes scarf. She still had the beautiful, the beautiful look. Like it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked if it was like, I just like took a scarf, you know, that I grabbed right out of you know yes it would not have worked but then did you so okay have you been let's just have a moment of honesty have you been watching my hulu again no i have not i don't have your hulu account i'm, I'm blocked from hulu once again i'm I have blocked not out touched from hulu. your hulu account no and one then, has touched your hulu account mm -hmm. i'm giving her the stink <laughs> eye through the zoom anyhow that's to say i'm locked out of hulu for some reason i'm locked out of amazon i'm locked out of everything so i have no choice but to just watch amazon prime Okay. And because, um, you know, I don't have cable. So right. I was watching this documentary the other day on Iris. What's her last name? You know who I'm talking about. Like Iris Apple. Oh, yes, yes. It's fabulous. I did watch that. You did watch it. So I'm watching that because someone stole my Hulu. I guess someone not on this call. It's totally Graham. Um, <laughs> don't so, even watch it. So anyway, uh, I was watching it and like she made no like attempt to hide the fact that she is a hunter she is out there she is working for her style you know like she was out there spending the time she's she was very oh, clear on like having this style mm -hmm. is a full-time job you know mm -hmm. it absolutely was if for anyone who doesn't know iris apple she just was what she was just a woman in new york she wasn't employed by anything by anyone she just became a style icon um and she was an older woman actually and i was i was watching the biography on her as well and it was fascinating because 
she was referencing Lomans and you and I have talked about Lomans so many times and I had to shop there when I was little as well. And it was almost like this bullpen of women who would just kind of. I don't know if people know. I don't know if we have referenced Lomans. I don't know if people understand like the magic of Lomans and like the way it worked and the way you had to. Swallow it was pride. so crazy. So you could go there. It was an. It was. I think it was only in New York at the time. Nope, there was one they had not too, Phoenix. They had one well, Phoenix. they they expanded over time, but there was a famous one that you could go to, and you would get truly amazing designer clothes. But you had to pick for them. Like there was no. You were working, and every woman in there was working. I don't know. This was a long time ago before you could get designer clothes anywhere. I don't even know if they came from the runways or what it was, but you could get excellent quality it was clothes like the, at good the, prices. It was like a super fancy TJ Maxx. Right. But you changed, but like, yeah, but, and you changed in a bullpen. Like they didn't have dressing rooms. They, it was you, a community like, dressing room. It was people. community dressing room and all the women would see you and they would size you up because it was almost like this every man fashion show type thing, right? There were old women, there were young women. I mean, and all just the bodies thrown together and everyone was pulling on dresses and critiquing other people's dresses. But anyway, Iris Apfel was saying she was a major Loman shopper when she was younger. And I guess the woman, the the wife of the founder of Lomans was yep. watching everyone like from higher up, you know, just in this bullpen shopping. And she pulls Iris Apfel aside and says, sweetie, you're not, you're not good looking. Like you're not pretty, but you have excellent taste and use that for the rest of your life. And just know that you're not beautiful and please stop, you know, and she wasn't being mean about it. It was completely. And that's exactly what I experienced in Lomans too, growing up. Like they would tell you, they were like, sweet pain, like you, your thighs are just not your, your long suit. Let's go for A-line skirts. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. And it wasn't anything mean. It was just people being helpful, you know? (laughs) But but she she referenced that moment as in Lomans being like a light bulb moment for her because she was known as a woman who had excellent taste and people would follow her and she was always pushing boundaries and trying new things, but it always looked so pulled together and effortless. And that's the thing. It was not. None of it's effortless. Well, and I also think if you don't know this woman who we're talking about, what is she known for? Like if you had to just say one word. Giant sunglasses glasses. or giant glasses. Giant glasses, right? Uh-huh. And so I think that's another thing too, is like having your signature thing that you uh-huh. love and that is just you too. I think that's part of good taste. Right. And I think we've discussed that in the past too, right? Like you look really good in pastels and that kind of is a good thing I for you. I don't look good in pastels. I think you do. You pull it off more than I do. No, but... I think most people, well, you're, because you're more of like an autumn. You look right. beautiful in cream and I do. <laughs> Jewel we'll tones are well. wonderful with Graham. Um, okay, so wait. Here are the things that make you have good taste, right? According okay. to Let's some go. article. What yep. would you say? Being aware of the current trends in fashion, art, and culture. So that's a time suck. You've got to be totally up to speed on all of that. So that's okay. And by ending. the way, that is getting harder and harder. Once you have seen, I'm sure I've said this before, but like you can't watch a trend go out of style. Look at pictures of yourself and be like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? And then go out and buy them again. Like that is the hard part that I'm having here is like, I'm having so many flashbacks now of like junior in high school. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I think I saw like the famous, remember like the famous Steve Madden loafers with the big platform heels. um, Can we talk about the fuzzy Birkenstocks? What is going on? In like Technicolor. I I can't. I can't. I just can't. Can't do it. Because you know why? I'll tell you why I can't do it. Is because like my daughter wears them. She thinks they're the cutest thing ever because she doesn't have 
memories of like every 80s movie of like a grandma coming out wearing those with like her allusion or hair you know what i mean like that's my vision when i see those right but there's I feel I mean, like that so, was like a character in an 80s movie so we have this very fancy shopping center literally like a quarter mile from my house in long island and i i made the boys get out because my because we were up there for thanksgiving and basically it's fun. You can go and you can stroll and you can look in all the store windows. And I was passing Chanel. That is what Chanel is selling. No, These they're crazy. very in right now. They're Oh my I gosh. Mean, Everything looks wrong. like it's like, from outer space. Wrong. I know. We're wrong. I know. I know. And have I you can't. heard about the new coat that the Gap has sold? Have you heard about this coat? No. Um, I'm trying to think. I think Kanye West designed it. Okay. And it has a special name. You can't get it. So don't even try it. You can Google it maybe. And Wait, who it makes it the Gap? The Gap. The Gap is back. They have this hot, hot, hot item. I forget what the name is. It's called like the something puffer coat. I'm not even sure what it is, but it doesn't have any bucket. It doesn't have any buttons, snaps, or zippers. And it looks like you're wearing a large garbage bag, a large inflated garbage bag. But apparently if you spot someone on the street who has one on right now, you have seen like a unicorn. The Yeezy? The Yeezy, the Yeezy. Yes. Have you heard of it? I kind of wanted, I was about to go try to see if I could get my hands on a Yeezy. It didn't look so ugly to me. Of all the ugly things people are peddling, it wasn't the ugliest I've seen. Wait, it looks like he's just wearing a sweatshirt. It's a or Yeezy. Maybe it's the it's... pants. Are the pants like supposed to look no, no, like no, garbage no, no, bags? It's the, no, it's the jacket. The it's jacket. just a hoodie. It looks just like a hoodie without a Not a, It doesn't drawstring. have a hood. Mm -mm. No, okay, it doesn't well, then have he's, a hood. This is just everything we know about the Yeezy. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really, um, that is Google. very spacey. Yeah, it's really cool, but okay, it's not, this looks it's not like, easy to get a Yeezy. It ain't easy to get a Yeezy. Okay, so this is thing. very interesting. This looks like, if you haven't seen this yet, I mean, you could just Google it, but I'm seeing it on Vogue. Mm -hmm. um, it's everywhere. Okay, but, so but it's it everywhere is... and nowhere. <laughs> it is oh my gosh by the way that's like with my my kids are becoming obsessed with sneakers yeah so now yeah. it's on you can now you can get one for eight hundred dollars i think they sold them for 200 but here's what mm -hmm. i'm saying who is so ahead of the um that the they curve? would know these things younger people younger than us that's true okay yeah, people younger than us it looks um Mm. yeah yeah i mean it's, it it's actually it's not as weird as i thought it would be although i can picture someone like dancing like in the background in an austin powers movie wearing it can you kind of picture or... that with like <laughs> it's very shiny for anyone it's a blue shiny Wait, grim coat. we're so old i mean what? yeah you're so out of touch we here we are thinking we're breaking news here's an article from bloomberg september 29th kanye west 90 dollar yeezy gap hoodie selling out hours after launch yeah Oh, wait, no, that's the that's the hoodie. Never mind. The jacket is new. You're correct. I Thank you. I'm I'm sorry I spoke. Too I try soon. to stay, I try to stay relevant, Kirsten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because number two on our list, read magazines that purport to be of good taste. <laughs> this is a great list. I feel like we're reading something from the 50s. That's always remember that thing that people would read at weddings, like how to be a good wife. Remember that funny <laughs> list from the 50s? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, visit stores and shops that are up to the minute in the realms of clothing and accessories. These don't are be hot tips. These, these are hot tips. If you don't know this by now, then you are an idiot. Um, don't be led by fashion. Be informed by it. Start to develop your own personal style. Now, that I, wait, is wait, that's a good one. Say that that's one again. A good one. Don't start... be led by fashion. Be informed by it. So here's the deal. So we need to be aware of the fuzzy slipper thing. But if it's not yeah. us, it's not us. Right, right, right. But like, or... you know what I would do? I like them when they're like shearing lined. 
Like I might. Oh, me too. You know, okay, yeah. here's a trend I'm popping on. Actually, I've been trying to pop on it, and because of supply chain issues, I'm having a very hard time. But I would like a pair of clogs. <laughs> I thought you didn't want clogs. No, I do want clogs. I want some. Well, it's. I think that's your Scandinavian blood coming out. Your Finnish <laughs> the minute, blood. The minute I saw a clog, I said I must have them. But yeah, I think it's hard to find right now. I think that's something primal in your like DNA <laughs> that you want a clog. I will pass. I do. I see that brings me back to a very awkward stage. I had these very painful clogs that I think I broke out in high school, and it was a very tricky time. All right. <laughs> well, here's the problem with the clog: is I don't, I don't care for a clog where you can see the staples. I feel like that just, to me, it's like, that's an unfinished, you know what I'm talking about where they like- A cheap just clog? Take, take the, but they're not, they're expensive. Um, but I just don't like that style. I like Well, that's how I feel brackets. about dresses where you see the zipper. Every time I see a mm. dress with an exposed zipper, I'm like, they're, the fashion world is trying to fool us into thinking that them spending less time to make the garment, because really it's just a faster way to make a garment rather than to close the zipper. And I'm like, you're not going to fool me. I know that you've skipped a step and you're trying nice to tell me try. that's nice try. <laughs> you're not pulling one over on me with your exposed zipper. You just like made a cheaper garment and are trying to peddle it to me. Never. Mm, yep. Mm. See. Um, okay. Well, um, good Next taste is, is a result of learning patient, being very selective and disallowing quick fixes. It's a stupid list. Oh, wait, no, that, wait, oh, here's one. No, that, that good taste is not a birthright. It takes hard work and discipline. That is true. Have I told you I'm rewatching Poldark? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the idea of a birthright, like, it's very, like, Poldarkian. It is very Poldarkian. Oh, yeah, so it's not a birthright. It's not a birthright. Listen, Demelza can have good taste just as much as Elizabeth can. If you're not watching Poldark and you don't get that joke, I don't even know why you're. Well, ironically, I went and I watched the Gucci movie last night, um, the House of Gucci with Lady Gaga, who's actually she's excellent in the movie. She does a very good job. But that whole saga, I had no idea how interesting it was. You know that no one in the Gucci family still owns Gucci anymore. Mm -mm. Completely like it's completely third party owners. They they basically had this family business that kind of drove into the ground. Interesting. Now I got to go see that movie. Was it it good or no? It was good for people who like fashion and, you know, it wasn't the fastest moving movie, but it was, but it was interesting. But I guess what I'm saying about it was, you know, that was a big family. The Gucci family was a a wide family. Not everyone in that family had good taste. You would assume that everyone just because you were a Gucci would have good taste, but that was not the case. And that was kind of what they were pointing out was some people, you know, had different skill sets in different areas. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So good taste is a result of learning patience. Learning, comma, patience, because that sounded like I said learning patience, being very selective and disallowing quick fixes. Okay, I am sorry, but this disproves what you just said about the girl with the Hermes scarf. Right, like she just whimsically did that. It was a quick quick fix. fix. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think good taste is elusive. These, Yeah, I mean, I really do. but, But I will say here's the thing. I have not, as we mentioned before, like you couldn't walk to my house and be like, wow, you really got it together, lady. You walk to my house and be like, hmm, you're not trying that hard. And I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying that hard. Um, but with my last house, I very much tried hard. And I will say 
I studied, someone told me, this person who I was buying cabinets from told me like, look at picture after picture after picture after picture, take out the ones you like, whether it's on Pinterest or whether it's in magazines, and then start to see what they all have in common. And then you'll realize, oh, I like this drawer front or I like this, whatever. And she was totally right, right? So that takes time. And then from there, I also realized what is sort of the foundation and where might this evolve to so I could then kind of forecast the trends and I think a lot of choices I made in my last house really were forward thinking mm-hmm. I'm exhausted this was like six years ago I'm like already burned out of ever wanting to do that again you know and I think that's why I haven't yeah. bought like a single rug for this house is because like mm, so much work you know well and that's so, why i think that's why people hire outsiders because they don't have time or effort or energy to put into constantly mm-hmm. staying up with having good taste but okay that makes me think about this other concept that i'm not sure that i like or believe in you know everything now is labeled like oh we have a taste maker who's going to come and whatever think about it what is a taste maker what does that even mean right somebody else mm-hmm. who tells you what good taste is I thought good taste is something that you're supposed to intrinsically and effortlessly have. Right, right. So and why do you like need a, like a thought else? leader? Right. That's well. No, I think there is. are though. I definitely think there are because someone had to say like, let's bring in the fuzzy slippers. Well, it's your favorite scene from the Devil Wears Prada. You guys know that famous scene where she's like, Graham can like do it better than me. But wait, which one? The scene where she's like, oh, you're laughing oh. at this purple. Oh, well, cerulean blue. Okay. <laughs> I knew I knew the it was on the tip of your tongue. Blue was picked for you, picked for you. Yeah, now it's in your bargain basket at TJ, whatever it is. Yeah, and um, how there's this like trickle down. So I do think there are tastemakers, and I just in the same way there are thought leaders who sort of put these new ideas into like common culture and you know common vernacular, and then all of a sudden in a couple of years, just like everybody's buying it at Target, which you know it. three years before it was like just on the runway for a gazillion dollars. I think it's the same thing with kind of concepts and, and all of that. So I, I, I do think there are tastemakers. Um, well, the German philosopher Immanuel Kant observed in his critique of judgment. I think this is kind of a cool quote. I love taste. that we've had two philosophers mentioned. Yeah, this no, episode. this is a real, this is a real thing. That's why I actually found this concept fascinating. Taste yes. is an ostensibly rational, objective judgment that's ultimately based on subjective feeling. So that's the thing. We feel that we have the ability to say, oh, that person has good taste. Like you, well, like you, when you go into someone's home, that person has good taste, that person has bad taste. And you, you just state it, but yet it's completely based on your own internal subjective feelings. So then that brings me to the other concept, right? Of people who live in, who are from other cultures or different backgrounds, they just have different tastes. It's not necessarily bad taste. Totally. And that's the other thing. So growing up in my um, little neighborhood, we it's very multicultural. We have people from all over the world who live in our little neighborhood. And they design their homes very differently based upon, you know, where they're from culturally and how they, you know, how they build on their lots and how they do things. And you you can see the differences in what people like. But I mean, in their mind, they're building homes that are beautiful and lovely to them. For sure. No, it's, I know it's really, it's confusing. Well, and then you, you love to play up the Southern Northern difference. I mean, total differences in taste there. Oh, I will say my taste has changed since being in the North. Wait, how? Because I feel like I'm more into like a little, I'm a little more modern. Are you a little more edgy? And yeah, I'm a little I more, you know, when I go home too. Like I'll wear more black and more kind of. But then I also clothes. always think about Beetlejuice. <laughs> And how, how the New Yorkers came with their bad taste and the New England people were like very homey. And I'm like, oh, 
That's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, I do want to point out another thing I don't like about your list. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay. So if we go down, no one's following along at home, but if we, if you were to, I do not care for number, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, number eight, a bit of exquisiteness. Okay. Now maybe it's so not that you, one. You... No, no, no. Never mind. That's about perfume. I'm fine with the perfume one. That's fun. That's fun. We'd like that. Wait, wait, stop. Speaking mm-hmm. of perfume. Okay. Oh, we have a fabulous sponsor that we love and we're obsessed with. And actually my house is smelling so good. I've scented up my house today. We have scent fill. What good and- taste you have, Graham. <laughs> It actually, I, I'm loving it. My house smells like peppermint and it's Christmas time right now because I'm actually, and it's burning so slowly, which is nice. I mean, not burning. That's probably not the right um, term to use, but it's a, it's a natural scented oil plug-in. So I plugged it in and it's been going strong for two weeks and you can kind of adjust the dial to see how much or how little scent you want. It's a hundred percent natural. So there aren't any weird chemicals and it's made my house smell just very kind of clean. Now this is not, I'm, I'm being very honest. I'm telling you my recommendation. This is actually something kind of cool. It's made me less hungry to be in my house, which is the craziest thing ever. And I never thought about this. And I, I assume if you got like the apple pie scent, you'd probably be more hungry. I mean, not that they even have apple pie that I know of. Um, but what's kind of cool is I have the peppermint and it smells so clean and fresh. It's kind of like a spa. And I noticed that it's making me snackless because my house has that clean, almost, you know, like a not, it's yeah, not th- this claim not, has not been approved by the sponsor. No, it has not been. It has not been um it's not been... lose those holiday pounds no but here's what i will say the sponsor would agree with i would yeah. say that they would agree with the idea that i'm gonna make a blanket statement here things that stink are in bad taste things that smell delightful are in good taste can Absolutely. we say and that they, can we say and that? they have Yes, that's 100% true. They have over 80 unique scents that you can get. You can stick to 100% natural category. You can mix and match them. They have customizable starter kits that are under $20. So that's a great little holiday gift. And we have an offer for our listeners as usual, which is kind of fun. You go to scentfill.com forward slash welcome home, all one word. So scentfill.com forward slash welcome home. And if you use the promo code WH10, like welcome home, one zero, um, you will get 10% off your order and you also get free shipping, which is kind of cool. So that's very, actually quite affordable. This is not super, this stuff is very affordable. Yeah. And it makes Uh a good gift as we brought up last week. Um, you know, my house smells very good right now. I'm very much enjoying my scent pill. I like it. And my Um, little, and I'm on my first one and it's only halfway down and I've been burning it for two weeks or I've been plugging it in for two weeks. (laughs) Burning the midnight oil. Burning the midnight Um, oil. Well, thank you, Sidful. We, again, check out our sponsors and we appreciate, we appreciate you partnering with us. Okay. So here's what I meant to say. Okay. I don't like number three. Every little bit helps or every little helps. I think that was a a typo. Anyway, the point is. Um, don't combine cheap stuff with expensive, stylish clothes. Prada pants will lose their look in combination with a cheap top. Oh, blah. That's not true. That's See, not, that's, our... that's like the anti what we think. That's, that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. These people have terrible taste. 
Well, and also there's a part of this that says as top stylist state, women should save on, um, should not save on shoes, underwear, and makeup. That doesn't make any sense. You need expensive (laughs) shoes. That's true. No one sees your underwear. Why are you spending money on underwear? That's like the one thing you could totally not spend money on. Can I tell you the truth about my underwear? Wait, hold on. I know the truth about your underwear. I've seen your underwear. Let me think. This is on the internet. Okay, I'll just, whatever. Nah. You want to skip that? (laughs) How about this? I've seen it. It's nothing special. Um, What I was going to say is I had a really good thing going for a long time with the bikini wax place where every time you go in for wax, they'd give you free underwear. And I had like a good supply chain going there. Are you kidding me? No, but now I had to move. Oh, that's a even, very I don't nice. even know where you buy underwear if you don't get it for free at the wax place. No, well, that was like for some for some odd reason, like I got on this thing with Victoria's Secret where every month they'd send me like a free pair of underwear. I think it was to make you go in the store and buy other stuff, but I would just hop on in and grab my pair and hop out and then they stopped sending it to me. So that was annoying. <laughs> Yeah, that was very I, I, I kind of expect at this point underwear to just show up in the mail once a month. Like, right. I, feel I, like it's there, you get for I wonder if that's a thing, like how they have those toothbrush subscription services, because it's nothing I ever think about. And you know what? You know, when I think about it is when I'm packing and I'm like, good God, like none of these should travel. so maybe i think that actually there's room for a subscription underwear service because nobody really ever thinks like, let's update our underwear. You know what um, else people we need subscriptions for are men's undershirts and like the scuzzy things that men wear. I'm I'm telling you, my husband's undershirts, like that should be a subscription. Seriously, I feel like we have I feel like I I I I should I'm standing right next to my husband's undershirt drawer. I I think he has 75 undershirts. Like I don't yeah, we never t- need another one. Take out ever. the ones that have the armpit stains. No, oh. he likes them old because they're yeah. soft. I know, I know that's and how no they one's all ever like gonna them. see them. Mm-hmm. Because they're undershirts. So it's like, if it makes you happy to have a soft undershirt. But then, like, you know what? We actually do have a subscription service. It's called His Mom. She mails him new undershirts to this day. He's 42. And so that's funny. And then we never throw out any. So we keep getting more and more. Isn't it odd the weird things that I, I actually do love this that like parents decide that they need to make sure their children always have like every Christmas my husband gets razors. We get like the razor refills. <laughs> like we get razor blades basically every Christmas do from really? his dad. And it's like his dad has just decided that we are going to make sure that we are always stocked with the razor blades. And also he gets no a son new- of mine will not have a razor blade. <laughs> yeah, but it's just such an odd thing to restock. And like my parents have decided that the one thing they do get me are like dress socks and i don't even think i wear dress socks anymore <laughs> my mom finally stopped buying me like five different shades of pantyhose that happened until like oh, my mid 30s and finally I'm like mom i don't really wear pantyhose oh remember those like white pantyhose we used to wear like what were we thinking oh gosh i just the pantyhose is a whole nother a whole nother topic remember here's the deal. remember when it was like in very poor taste not to wear pantyhose like when our mothers oh, yeah. were growing up well, but here's the thing. Now, as we get older, I think we're aging back into pantyhose. No, I don't think we're going to age into back. I, I think it's I think it's gone. I think it's gone. <laughs> no, I've actually like, broken out a pair just the other day. Are you kidding um, me? Well, you're talking about like, are you talking about like, oh, like, it's cold. I'm wearing tights or are you talking about No, I'm about, talking like, like nude colored pantyhose. In fact, I need to like restock. I think why? I'm bringing because they make your legs look better, especially as people get older, like veins start coming in, like all the stuff. I don't I'm know. I, I'm I, dipping uh, into pantyhose again. Oh, uh, that's an interesting. Okay, this is this goes into the Talbots category. And also, did here Talbots it is. Talbots get it's, cuter, or did we get older? older. Yeah, but is no, no. But here's the thing. Starting to make sense. Or... It's January. You can't go out with bare legs. 
I can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, no, I know. Well, it's called pants or tights no, but, or tights. I'll wear tights. No, but it doesn't look good. Oh, like if I'm no, wearing speaking... a cute pencil skirt, you're not going to. Here's the thing. So here's a great look. I look good in a pencil skirt and a button down shirt. I'm probably going to yes. wear one tomorrow night to something. And it's like, what am I'm not going to go bare leg because that's kind of tacky in the winter, I think. And you're not going to wear tights under it because that ruins the outfit. So you have to wear pantyhose. I am I am really confused. So I actually have been going out purposely to look at what people are wearing because I don't know how to dress in cold weather anymore. I know. Like yeah. I'm I because last year I was here last winter, but it was COVID, so I never left my house. Right. And so anyway, I know I'm I am I, I okay. I'm not going on your pantyhose bandwagon, but I will say I'm well, I'm telling you, as a New Yorker, to you're gonna have to do it because how do you wear a skirt and unless you're gonna stick yourself to wearing a skirt with opaque tights, which is not always a very good look. It is That's not what appropriate. I think I look weird. Yeah, it does, it's, like, I'm telling you it looks weird. Don't wear there's, that. that. There's something stupid. there's something also about looking down and seeing my feet in shoes where they're tights where I feel like I am seven again. Like there's something about it. And then when I see other people doing it, I'm like, no, that it's cold. It makes Where you feel sense. like you should like look- dangle your legs from a chair and like yes, knock your but legs But when I together. see other yeah. women, they look like actual grownups. For some reason, when I see my own feet, I feel like I am back in third grade. But when you're wearing tights and shoes? Tights with shoes. I feel yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like, maybe it's church this morning. Maybe it's yeah. like the school concert. It's the winter concert. I don't right. know. And you're wearing like a scratchy wool uh, yes. sweater or something, yes. some horrible outfit. Yeah, yes. I get you. Uh, on our list that we're not even reading from, tastes differ. Wild oh. color. <laughs> what is this? Wild color combinations are the first hint of bad taste. That's why one should choose color combinations very carefully. To avoid this task, many people prefer black and gray clothes at times, adding some hot hues. Where is this list from? Uh, the Lily Pulitzer website. Just kidding. No, this is this is dumb. Lots of people wear bright colors and it's lovely. Like, I mean, come on. Come on. No, but they're just saying having decent, good taste across the board. Like if you have a monochromatic... I get that. That makes sense. Can we please have another fashion person on? Because there have been things I've learned from having certain fashion guests on that I really fashion guests. That's a great idea. I I don't remember exactly who it was, but one of our guests had told us that, um, like, if you're going to a wedding, there's the temptation to spend a lot of money on like a wedding, uh, not a wedding dress, you know, Mm -hmm. on a or you're going to an event, you know, a school fundraiser or whatever, a fancy thing, and you're tempted to spend a lot of money on an outfit, and you're only going to wear it once, maybe twice, maybe three times. But mm-hmm. like the jeans you wear every day, that's where you should spend your money, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have taken that to heart since she said that. And I've never not looked perfectly fine for the events, but mm-hmm. um, I've had like the freedom to spend a little bit more money on the things I wear every day and most of all. And I think she was, I think it was one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. Well, it's why you can't knock athleisure anymore because truth is, is I just need to be an athleisure yeah. most days because of just what I have to do on a daily basis. And so because I'm wearing that more than, you know, like you're saying, like the dress for the wedding, might as well yeah. put more money into my leggings that are the workhorse of my that life. You're going to wear every day. Yep. Yeah. No, it yep. makes sense. That's why athleisure is killing it right now. But we haven't really done a very good job on this podcast because I feel like we talked a lot about clothes and I do think taste is such a larger, right? Like we haven't even discussed being an elegant person in general, right? Just having good taste in general. Well, what do you think that means? Well, I don't think we're, we can really talk about that very much. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, mean, we were hard on ourselves, but like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like we genuinely try to be 
pleasant. Right. And I mean, when, you know, when it's you and I talking to each other, we have a certain level of like, you know, informality and just right. understanding. But like, right. hopefully people who listen know that. Okay. So here's an example. But like, I was we telling never, someone. We would never speak. Okay. The, I was, uh, but here's yeah. an example, right? Like you wouldn't go, I mean, I think it comes up with a lot with paying for things, right? Like one time we were invited to a birthday party and it was a fancy birthday party. It was a milestone. And at the end of the birthday party, like we all got the bill for the birthday party. Um, but it was a very, you know, it was, so that was, I would consider that to be in bad taste. Right. But how do you dictate that? Wait, you're saying you were invited to a party and then you were asked to pay for it. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was like a formal dinner. It was a, it was a formal seated plated dinner. So it wasn't as if, you know, obviously see, and that's the thing, these, these things of good taste, bad taste, they're so subtle, right? Like if I'm taking someone out for their birthday dinner, or I'm going out with a group of girls, we clearly know we're all paying for our own dinner and, you know, and we're also picking up, we're all splitting the birthday girls portion of the dinner. Right. I would say that's kind of like an, an unspoken known thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But when does it cross the line, right? When you're invited to clearly like a milestone birthday, you know, for someone. Okay, here's here's what I would say. It's that's all about saying, expectations because right. I don't think you for a minute begrudge paying for something. Like, do you care? I think you do. You... I think we got a monster bill one time from a party that was a very but, but here's awkward. The thing. If you if you had known, would you have been upset if it was like, hey? we're doing like I think that, that that's what I'm getting at is I think what people don't like is to feel like they're getting like a bait and switch or to feel like you weren't mm -hmm. honest with me I think what it is is like if you invite someone and you suggest and like the way the invitation is worded or whatever like the culture around you suggests would be mm -hmm. something and then then you switch it then I feel like people feel like they've been either cheated or lied to or whatever but I think if you I think like I have no problem going to a party and be having like it's a no host bar. Like, okay, totally fine. Like, yeah, that's, totally that's fine. cool. Mm -hmm. I just, I think what people don't like is feeling like, whoa, I assumed you were paying for this and now I'm getting the bill. Like, that's what I don't, I think people have the problem right, with. Right, right, right. You know? So, and that's interesting. It's another concept, though, of how does bad taste differ from just doing something that's rude? Right. You know, well, I mean, I, I think it that's kind of comes kind down of to treat others the way you would be treated. Mm -hmm. Right. So, for example, if you go to a dinner party and you're on your phone the whole time, that's not because you have bad taste. It's just because you're rude. Right. Yeah. So you have bad manners. So there's a difference between being rude, having bad manners or having bad taste. Like, I think it's in bad it's nuanced. taste. It's very nuanced. <laughs> OK, like, here's a good one. Like. The line between like, how much do I help clean up? How much do I offer to bring? You know what I mean? Like, there's always this element of like sometimes like people who just like. Mm -hmm. Sure. And they don't offer like, can I bring something? And like, mm -hmm. that's like, I feel like that's kind of poor taste or, you know, at least you bring like a bottle of wine or whatever. But then mm -hmm. like, but at the same time, if you're like, no, I've got it for real. I've got it. And people no, don't let it go. Or like, I demand to do your dishes. It's like, you know, right. I feel like right. I feel like it's just being really respectful. Maybe that's maybe that's kind of what I'm dancing around. I think so. Yeah. No, you know? I think that's a, a good, a good concept. No, I just, I felt like we needed to touch upon more than just clothing. No, no, no. Right? I think the you're right. Taste. I think also it comes down to like how people say like, never trust anyone who is rude to waitstaff, you know? Yes. And or again, like, I, unkind to animals. Right. And I think that comes down to, again, like respect. Like if someone is helping you with something and you treat them like, you know, like garbage, then like mm -hmm. you're not respecting them. You're not treating them the way you'd want to be treated. So like, you don't have good taste. Like you don't have you're, you're not yeah 
And Vida, mm-hmm. Vida, as I'm saying taste, it's like the synonym is like, well, you're just kind of a jerk or you have bad right. manners. But, but, and it's so personal to different people in different ways. Right. But, well, I mean, let's put it this way. Okay. I was actually thinking about this episode. I'm going to say something super controversial. Okay, but like, okay. We're, we're, we're going you're out in a me. safe space. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm on the internet. Okay. I think objectively, many people would say, Okay. Dolly Parton doesn't have great taste. But okay. yet, as yes. I even said that, I'm like, please, right. God, don't strike me out of lightning because she's the right. most wonderful human being on the planet. Well, and, and we're I obsessed do and everyone loves her. And every, all of she's her. fabulous. And so that's, like, she's a great, is, that's a good example, Kirsten. It good is a good job. example because like, I'm glad you I think objectively, up. it's like her looks a little country over the top tackiness, you know, whatever. but like. But we're obsessed with her. We're all we're obsessed. obsessed with her. And she right. can do no wrong. And I love her. And I think it's two things. I think it's one having confidence and ownership in her taste uh-huh. and she, like she doesn't she's happy but she, with, well let's you know? be fair and Hold then on. two she's just an incredibly human being and so right but and know? i'll tell you also though i don't think remember let's go back in our dolly parton wisdom she did not always have an easy road i for years no. and years and years people were cruel people made fun of her people were not nice about her but then i think with age you get this free pass all of a sudden the switch flips and you're allowed as long as you just push on through with whatever it is you're doing and don't try to change that there's like an age flip where you get you get the green card to just do whatever you want i think it's kind of the age flip but i think it's also like she had this over the top look she had like the huge boobs the dramatic hair the you know glitzy outfits like she was over the top and you're right in like the 90s or whatever she was a little bit of like a joke kind of you know Mm-hmm. And she wasn't lo- beloved as she is right, now. right. But I think what happened is because she stayed true to herself, mm-hmm. she stayed confident, and people got to see her heart and what a good person she was. Mm-hmm. People started to think, actually, this is very cool. Now, like, let's right. flip it around now. And like, Donald Trump has also been like the goofy hair jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people have been making fun of his hair since the eighties, right? You know, okay. And nobody seemed to like care about it or remember it when he was like having his apprentice day but then when he got really political and got kind of you know like this arrogance and you know all the reasons why people don't care for trump like i think that made his look that made his taste even more like another thing people would point out that they didn't like you know what i'm saying Uh Uh so i think at the end of the day i mean sounds so dumb but i think at the end of the day it's like it's on the inside that it's what's on the inside that counts about taste Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I would say also, I don't think a lot of people are out copying Donald Trump's hairstyle. And I actually, even though people love Dolly Parton, I don't think a lot of people are actually out trying to dress like her. Mm. I don't think, I think everyone loves her, but I don't think anyone's going out saying like, let me go rhinestone it up. (laughs) (laughs) We respect her, but I don't think we're copying her. Like I would tie a scarf around a handbag handle because that's a good look. (laughs) I look at it and I'm like, that is nice looking, well played. Right. And and as much as I adore Dolly Parton, I don't think I would ever make those fashion choices. Although, do, do you not remember 2005? We bedazzled quite a few things. I remember, I remember spending mm-hmm. like an entire episode of The Simple Life putting little rhinestones on my Nokia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh the good old days. I thought that was great taste. I was probably wearing like juicy sweats while I did it. We did think we, yeah. See, that's the thing. It's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. All right, Kirsten, I enjoyed this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're sure you all have wonder. You have excellent taste in podcasts. We can tell you that. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, and 
enjoy December. Hope everyone is, what do I even say about December? Enjoying their craziest month of the year. Oh yeah. Well, we have a fabulous guest, guest coming up on the next show. So So, um, be ready for that. All right. Scintillating and we'll be well-researched. You'll enjoy it. All right, Graham. Welcome home. That's all we have from Kirsten and Graham. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Welcome Home. If you're interested in hearing more from the iconic best friend duo, please subscribe, tell your friends about us, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for giveaways and other exciting updates. Until next time, welcome home.